there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. This is that D&D podcast. I am your GM, Zach, he, him pronouns. And tonight we're doing downtime, I would guess, uh, for our Blades on the Open Sea campaign. Is that what we're calling it? I have no idea. Okay. We have to get more sailing in if we're going down the open sea. Yeah, well, yeah, we haven't been on, we, we started on the open sea, and then we haven't been back, so, I don't know. Blades, this blades sounds on like the a islands, threat. Gilligan's Blades. <laughs> Alright, so once we sink the island, then it will be on the open seas. Oh shit, that's there a good go. point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. See, what happened is I pulled the plug last week, and it's been a while. It's been slowly draining, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hi there, yeah. I'm Andrew, he, him pronouns, I will be reprising my role as Poppet, uh, and also trying to keep this thing moving, I guess. Uh, I'm I'm next in line, okay. <laughs> hi, Dave. Uh, literally anybody else can go, it's fine. David just, yeah. is me, he, him pronouns, please. Um, I am playing Gaston. Uh, no- noticing, I'm just guessing that we, we've moved off of the open seas into open carry, open container, but... Definitely open container. <laughs> no one, very few people have died for one of our campaigns thus far. Hmm. I feel like saying that is dangerous. That's not pretentious or anything. Hi, I'm Adam. Uh, he, him. I will once again be playing Elamir. The. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Adult the relatively room. normal elf person. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Jonathan, he have pronouns, and uh, I'm playing Thick Unterschlung, who is now looking for his J. Jonah Jameson. You started that, Zach. It is mm-hmm. once again all your fault. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that to myself. Oh no, he's <laughs> using the name again. Um, yep. Well, and the Spider-Man analogy. Well, <laughs> or mm-hmm. Devil's Bargain. I don't remember doing that, but I will absolutely <laughs> take credit. Sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's talk about entanglements. We did not roll one at the end of the last session, according to my extensive, definitely all-inclusive notes. So, uh, was that someone rolling? Was it what I just heard? Someone rolling? No, it was not. Okay. No, that was me shit posting. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. There needs to be a different notification for that. There should. Uh, so who wants to roll me a single fortune die for an entanglement? Two. Nice. That would be gang trouble or the usual suspects. We get that one a lot. Swallowtail's you... back in jail again. <laughs> <laughs> just can't just can't stay out of jail. Just can't stay out of jail. Um <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I have a dumber idea. Okay, hit me with it. I'm not. Uh, so Bennett went to report his kidnapping. Okay. And the cops were just like, "This sounds like something that we should just like kidnap you for." I guess <laughs> we have several follow-up questions. I don't know if he's dumb enough because I guess he was doing like vaguely criminal things by getting paid by the Wolfen. Yeah, I think that, yeah, him working with that, with the Wolven, I think he knows enough about that. That might not be a thing that 
Bennett is not super street smart, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, what if the what if they grab one of our new friends? Ooh, one of the dwarves. Because they're gonna yeah. Because um, Hoster was making an axe head Ooh. out of brass that was definitely not going to get used for anything nefarious. Oh man, um, we do one little god right, and we accidentally create a serial killer. Is this what you're telling me? No, no, no. no. <laughs> serial killer required. I, it might be early to call him a serial. Killer, the cops. But... It's fine. The cops clearly know how to handle this exact situation. Uh huh. And and there is a uh, a strong sense of the need for rehabilitation and uh, reintroduction on the island. So I I feel like. He's in good hands. What could possibly go wrong? I'd just like to say I really enjoy the fantasy escapism we have going here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm going to put that in my back pocket then. Um... I do want to point out that friend of the pod, Andrew Gillis, once argued that Blades in the Dark is actually a much more cyberpunk game than most other games that are trying to be cyberpunk tabletop role-playing games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. It definitely oh, yeah. has the punk portion of it. And... Yeah, the the punk portion is really more important than the cyber part. Well, yeah, it's almost like gas lamp punk. Like it's yeah, and I feel punk. like if we if we use the organization things like the factions more, yeah. it would feel more cybery. Um, at least that portion of corpse being super huge and important. Yeah, yeah, I'm tr I'm trying to use that this time in some degrees, although not making direct reference to it, because I've always been terrible at that, so I am making a little bit of an effort this time. On a vaguely related admin hangover from the last session thing, uh, we had eight coin handed out to us. Yes. Uh, which is enough to tier up our thing to tier one. If that is something that we are interested in doing. Yeah. Also, we have, like, two gang advancements that we should probably put somewhere. Well, yeah. Do, do we also want to spend a coin to get our dwarf friend out of the... I believe it is two coin. Yeah, so it would be an either-or thing. Because I think eight coin is literally... For, for the usual suspects? Yeah. Usual suspects is one. Oh. One coin. Sick. Oh. All right. Uh, we, mean... also, we also got eight coin and have two left over. We oh, also okay. established that the dwarves are bloody rich, yes. so they could bail their own friend out. I mean, they did just pay us eight coin. That's that's how we know they're <laughs> bloody rich. <laughs> yeah, if you want to ignore that problem, I'm sure it'll go away. I'm very okay letting that guy ride. I I have a hard time imagining this crew being like, we have to save this guy who is a giant douchebag. <laughs> Yeah, and I just sort of like, well, that was dumb. Yeah. Don't do that. Definitely pay no attention to the notes I'm currently making uh -huh. on the play space. Yep. Um, okay. So, that means we have coin freed up. So, would we like to raise the 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 uh, tier of the group? I think that is a thing that we are probably interested in, but... I, for those of us who haven't played before, what does that mechanically mean? Uh... So one of the things we were talking about is, like, that's our ability to, like, get our gods to sort of help us out uh, more directly. And then more specifically, mechanically, it means, uh, say we wanted to punch one of those Silver Knight dudes. 
the Fossarian Knights. Um, they are probably a higher tier than us, which means we would probably have limited effect unless we were doing something particularly clever. Um, and so l evening up on the tier disparity means um, we're just generally more effective against things, and things are generally less effective against us, if it makes okay. sense. Yes. Yeah, just like stuff you get generally like largely better at things. In your in your specific case, you're going to go from basically like itinerant hobo cultists to something slightly above that. In terms of like just gear you have available, contacts you have available. We get the cutscene you... where um, all of the clutter in the lighthouse observatory gets like cleaned up. <laughs> Yeah, but not all the yeah. way, just a little bit. So we don't like a couple tasteful yeah. pillows get placed out. Some of the candles get replaced by lanterns. Yeah, like imagine you're in one of those like Ubisoft like uh, open world games that also has a, a central like area that you're trying to upgrade, and like all like there's that cutscene where the sun swirls around and the light changes, and suddenly there's a new building. Yeah, got it. So yeah, it's probably a good thing if we want to you know enshrine a god into the actual pantheon yeah it also means it's easier for us to justify like having small change just like in our pockets and like oh yeah i can just bribe this person with the nice whiskey because we're richer in a more serious organization yep you're just slightly more established so you have that sort of thing around People sort of know who you are, whether yeah. that's advantageous to you. Um, okay, cool. When, when we get underlings, they get better? Yes, when underlings happen, they get better. Which, Bennett's probably an expert. I think... I think we actually, like, get him on board. Yeah, I think that's a fair thing. There, there, there are a few options you have available in terms of who could be what kind of underling at this point. So we can start talking about, about that, too, perhaps. Um, yeah, well, you also have two crew upgrades to spend. Um, feel free. Yeah, because your cohorts could be either the, like, Ladies of the Night or the Urchins are both yeah. totally potential options for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so are we, we are spending the two coin each, well, the eight coin that we got to cheer up. Everyone cool with that? Yep. Yes. All right. I was going to mark it off my sheet then that we have a... Yep. He's gone. I'm going to leave the two in the crew sheet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we can just get mastery, which lets us start putting forth dots and things that we want to put forth dots in. Like right now, we can't have force way in my case or hunt probably yeah. in Elamir's. And that would just take all. That would take both um, upgrades to get all four of those mastery boxes. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a thing we we'll, we should do eventually. Uh, yeah, it's not a big thing to me, but <laughs> partly because I am way spread out rather than focused. That's fair. We can also just leave them undecided for now. Just gonna stack up four or five crew upgrades, and then at one yeah. point we'll. And then yeah. just like our layer overnight. Boom. Okay. Well, if there are not strong feelings on, on crew stuff, we can start moving into individual downtime. Sure. Yeah. Cool. 
Who wants to go first? I will wait and let other people go. No. Where did I end up on? Oh, I should probably uh, do something about all of the stress. Yeah, some of you stressed pretty hard last time. Yeah. I honestly got off light because of a couple of crits on resistance rolls, but... Um... It's just another XP trigger, Andrew. That's what I'm... I mean... I was considering pushing myself and traumaing out last session. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong that it's just another XP trigger. Yeah. This game is so good at rewarding you for being horrible to yourself. It's great. I don't play villains. I play very interesting people. Uh-huh. Put yourself in a terrible situation. Have some XP. Wasn't that fun? Do you want to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> you played Burning Wheel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, go ahead. I, was, I can go. I have a basic idea what I need you to get done. Okay, cool. Hit me. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to do was go finish up my uh, location scouting, I guess. Okay. Okay. Yep, that seems like a good move. Um, in the now, definitely not completely trash gardens. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, do you want to just... Uh, uh, are Is this going to be uh, a day later... Are you, or are you just going to, like, go straight there? I guess we've already talked about having, like, a party with the dwarves afterwards, so maybe it'll be, like, the next day or something. Uh, yeah. I, I probably have to do the, uh, de-stressing first, and then I would probably go back to doing the site thing. Okay. Uh, so what is, what is your stress relief look like? Um, I imagine I probably strike up a bit of gambling with the dwarves during that party okay yeah they are gamblers uh and they are all in pretty high spirits and they have some coin to burn they are also uh drinking some very strong spirits uh and um just generally making merry so if you want to get into a card game with the at least two of the three dwarves you can probably manage that or some other game of chance and or skill. I don't know what you're thinking about. It'd probably be dice or something. Dice sounds like okay. fun. Yeah, yeah. You can roll some dice. Uh, the uh, red-haired dwarf that sort of did all the talking, he will pull out a really nice uh, set of, of completely custom-made brass dice. There's a pretty good chance he's going to cheat. So... <laughs> Just FYI. Did he just invoke his god's favor to make some cheaty dice? Because I respect that. <laughs> Look, man. What is the point of being, like, one of the last clerics of this god if you're not gonna, you know, you know. You know, help yourself out a little bit? <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, Olaf and Svenna will play, play some dice with you. Hostra, the 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 dark-headed hostile one that like made the made the axe blade. Um, he's not into playing games with an elf, so he's gonna he's gonna wander away from the table, maybe. Sure. All right. Um, yeah. How good are you at dice, Elamir? Um, I probably nothing 
amazing at like you know trying to cheat to win dice i'm probably fairly observant when it comes to stopping someone from pulling a fast one on me i was okay. just gonna ask if the this game was actually a game of skill and the skill is how well you cheat i mean yeah <laughs> it basically is right all right well uh give me your uh give me your uh roll to recover stress though. hey is that a uh, just, yeah, that would be just a button on your sheet. Indulge vice. Sorry, yes, that is the correct term. Indulge vice. Bam. Three. You recover three stress. Excellent. So yeah, um, it turns out it's not super stress relieving when you're you have to watch. You're like several several cups in, and you have to, and you feel like you have to watch this dwarf like a hawk right to prevent cheating so maybe maybe we didn't have the best the best actual stress relief but it was still a good night overall yeah it was a pretty good night um okay well do we want does somebody else want to take a turn and then we'll kind of cycle around uh yeah um i think thick is going to spend well as Granny is going to spend most of the time with the uh, the street urchins. Um, okay. Like at first, they're going to start teaching them. I don't know, like helping them with their. Like they have street survival skills already, but like trying to. Well, all right. So the hunter plan is to undermine Bazabaz. Okay. So like starts highlighting like manipulative ability um, things and, and like you know. The way he's treating them versus the way they treat other people, stuff like that. But like at first, it's very much just a helping you guys out, trying to teach you things. Um, and that'll probably be a long-term project for my second action, I think, of you know, slowly turning them against him. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, and you're showing. I, I assume you're showing up in like granny form, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so you're showing up in granny form, and you are you are. Trying to convince these kids, uh, who in my head are all like the Oliver Twist, like street urchin types, yep, to um, maybe with a little like the the kids from Hook thrown in, I guess. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, to to take their own initiative and like not, you don't have to be under Bazo's thumb. So how, what? Are you impor- are you imparting life lessons to them? Are you telling them stories? Are you Oh yeah, I'm totally gonna tell them fairy tales that aren't really fairy tales, but actually events from Vic's life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like the story about the 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 uh the evil bear paladin and the Some say they still walk the streets of the island. Okay. Okay, yeah, I, I imagine like yeah, you're in like you're in an alley somewhere, secreted up behind some buildings, and you have a, a a small but like consistently growing every time we cut back a group of children listening to you spin these tales. Yeah, well, and like thick is very much old school grim style of fairy tales. <laughs> 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 These kids, these these kids are literally school of hard knocks, so they probably appreciate that to some degree here. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, yeah, give me give me your vice roll here. Yep, go vice. Uh, nope. Oh. oh no! <laughs> yes, yes. Oh no! Okay, so uh, we have overindulged. Um, I love the fact that probably the most wholesome thing Thick has done. <laughs> so Thick when loses you, themselves in story. When you overindulge, uh, you make a bad call because of your vice. Uh, to bring this effect to bad decision in the game, select an overindulgent from his list. So you either attract trouble, you brag about your exploits, okay, you you get lost and vanish for a few weeks, or your vice purveyor cuts you off. So what? the last one seems not like it's probably not going to work with the, what you, the rest of what you have planned. So, uh, and you're probably not going to get lost. Well, and I, I think you led it there by talking about you know the evil paladin there um like i think i do talk about it and it comes up and like they find out and something's gonna happen there okay okay so yeah you uh you <laughs> actually that's, that's kind of perfect um Okay, yeah. So you, uh, you t- give me, give me like a, a fifteen-second like snippet yep. of the story you tell about the paladin bear here. Um, okay. <laughs> so you see, what really happened there was that the person that they thought was the evil person who had undone all of this great good works was actually their lord and master who was trying to find out who was working against them. So when he slew him, the gods themselves cursed this idiot, and now it's a bear. <laughs> when you, yeah, so when you say something, there are, obviously, there are, a, a lot of the kids are super into it. Uh, yeah. And, but you get the sense that, like, a couple of the older ones in the crowd are, like, there's wheels turning in their head. And you can definitely think to yourself that, oh, okay, I'm finally getting through to these kids. Mm-hmm. But may- maybe not. May- maybe maybe it's something else. Yeah. Yeah. As they, like, whisper to themselves in the back row, like, just at the edge of the light from your candle or whatever that you're yeah. you know, using for romantic effect. All I'm saying is if this ends with a street fight between Granny and a bear, I'm going to consider it a win. I mean, it's it's a non-zero possibility. Like the sharks and the jets. <laughs> you, you know I love a good bear fight. So... <laughs> Alright, um, who's left? Gaston and Poppet can go. I think I want to try healing a little bit. Okay, okay. I've got a level 1 harm on right now. Alright, um, and that harm was, uh, getting thrown around during the, like... Yeah, I was plowed over by the big owl. The oh, owl. the owl, that's right. You yes. and, you got smashed by the po- the owl-carrying Poppet. Alright, um, what does that look like? Do you have, do you have a, uh, a physicker you want to attend to, or are you just gonna, like, take it easy? Are you gonna... Yeah, I feel like I've got some 
big bruises. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, probably. So I'm looking for if there's, you know, a poultice or something I can get to put on there. Okay. Yeah, there are. Uh, there will. Yes. Uh, you're new to town, right? Pretty new. Yeah. Okay. There are physicers here in town. There are those of higher and lower quality. Um, as a, as part of a, a tier one now cult, uh, you have access to some that are not going to leave you like destitute and or unhealed. So yeah, you find one, and let's say that you go to uh, one of the midwives, since we've already introduced these characters, right? Um, there's a, a collection of midwives that practices sort of holistic medicine, essentially, here in town, uh, associated with Aiko, the one of the gods for the rest of the group here, and they recognize you as a member of that group. Or probably a couple of days later, and yeah, they they beckon you in and and say, "Ah, you, you need healing, right? You 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 you're walking like you are hurt very badly. Please, please sit." Oh, thank you. Yes, uh, <laughs> and like, you know, I I sitting down, like trying not to wince as I take a seat because you know my whole like back is mm -hmm. where a lot of the bruising is yeah um so yeah in my head we're, we're dealing with like a, a later middle-aged like midwife who's seen a lot of this and uh she says well then off off with the shirt then we we have to see it directly all right so gaston you know takes off the he's i think i feel like he's got you know some sort of sort of jacket and undercoat th situation going on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a few layers, but... Oh. Oh. Well, then. Um... <laughs> the, uh... The, the, the midwife will sort of look at you and, uh... One... Hold on. Hold on one moment. And she, she looks over your back again and, uh... Leaves the room. And comes back and she has two more with her. <laughs> and she's pointing at your back and she says, she, look, you can see, you can see the outline. There's, there's where, there's where the, the beak impacted. And here's, here's the outstretched wings. How, and she, she looks at you directly and says, how did you, how, why is there an impression of a bird of prey on your back? No, I don't remember. I think it might have had something to do with what I had for lunch. This is a very strange allergic reaction. I've never seen this sort of like food allergy before. Oh no, I mean like I I was carrying a side of pork earlier in the day and so maybe it thought I was food it could attack. Oh, Sure. Yes, that, and they, they all three like exchange bemused glances. Like, okay, clearly this is a very strange person. Um, oh, here 
we will see to this and and they start mixing up a poultice for you right um so i believed for healing we will roll their quality right and you heal mm-hmm. okay. and you fill clock if i recall yeah right there's i don't see what it's their though. tinker it's their tinker okay. yeah. I, as i say i don't know if it'll say automatically how many to fill or um it'll tell no it's yeah how many um, dice should i roll that oh. uh, go ahead and roll uh two yeah. fortune because they're taking they're they're pretty Just good they're dice. okay at their yeah. job yeah there you go so i believe that is a two yeah that is uh so you fill up your healing clock two spots yeah four and a five is two segments yeah so they've helped out oh, wait, but they have uh, not it's level one harm Yes. Yes. Uh, just going to the a physicer is enough to like. Oh, never mind. You yeah. are correct. Okay, cool. Yes, I apologize. Um, yeah. So just just showing up and getting getting the poultices put on will start the healing process here. And by the next time you show up, you will be maybe still sore, but definitely un but un mechanically unharmed. Yes. Okay. Um. Cool. So then, are we are we just we're just each doing one action right now? And then, well, if you've got something else you want to do right away, um, I'm, I'm willing to jump to that. Doesn't really matter to me what order these happen in. I guess. Mm-hmm. IMO, do it. Do it. Oh right, reduce each instant of harm. Yeah, if you had multiple no. injuries. If you have multiple injuries, yeah. Okay, I just I didn't see where it says that you just cleared the one automatically, but, but that's fine if I don't have to spend both my actions on recovering. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll check it out later. Uh, uh, I'm, yeah. Go ahead in and that... just assume that it's been healed up. Okay, in that case, why don't I um, train a little bit? Okay. What what are we training? Oh well, you know the the crew sheet has a bonus on training resolve, don't they? Yes. So, um, I'll I'll work on trading that a little bit. Like, uh, I think just spending some time out in public, trying to just make small talk and figuring out a little better about how how the community here specifically operates okay you know every every, you know everywhere you go people have some different sorts of different sorts of idiomatic expressions and you know different you know different tastes okay yeah um are you observing or are you uh like carousing I think Gaston's playing a little passive right now okay passive observation okay okay so there's a yeah we'll do there's a like a a montage of Gaston like lightly interacting with the locals uh sometimes just observing sometimes making small talk uh Trying out the local local fare in terms of food and 
and looking and and yeah, just sort of experiencing the culture in a, in a non-obtrusive way. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and mark uh, two resolve XP then. Alrighty. Cool. 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 All right. Who is next? That D&D podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at That D&D Podcast. Intro music is Dark Matter by M33 Project and is available on the Free Music Archive. M33 Project can also be found on YouTube and Instagram. Outro music is Betrayed by Scott Holmes Music. This and other works by Scott Holmes Music can be found on the Free Music Archive, SoundCloud, or scottholmesmusic.com. The Palladium Fantasy RPG, written by Kevin Ciambietta, is owned and published by Palladium Books. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder. Mm-hmm.